The autumn wind is a pirate. Welcome, Raider Nation, to the Raider Nation podcast. I'm your host, Raider Craig. And yes, it's been a while because I've had to really stew over the fish stew that we left in Miami. So we're going to hit on that game and the pregame for the Patriot Rats here on this show. Oh, brother, Joe, four, that is six. All right, Raider Nation, on today's show, we will have the postgame for Squish the Fish. Boy, we barely squished the fish. Very concerning to this Raider fan. A pregame for the Cheatriots, the Patriot Rats. You call them what you want. They're up in the cheating category again. I'm going to hit on why. This is unbelievable. This story is unbelievable. And if it happened to the Raiders, it would be international news. But, uh, well, we'll hit on that for sure. And the bone line, wrapping it up. And uh, that should uh, take care of business. Oh, one more thing I want to throw out to the Raider Nation is we need new coaches. You know we need new coaches. I know we need new coaches. So we're going to talk about some of the coaches on the hot seat this year. And perhaps we could actually get some decent coaching here in Oakland, Vegas, whatever you want to call it. Uh, We did break ground. It's like breaking air or breaking wind to this Raider fan. Okay, let's move on to the show. Squish the fish. Well, the Raiders went to Miami and they kind of squished the fish. <laughs> Barely. Yeah, it was a uh, it was a game we had to have. Of course, every game this season now is a game we have to have. So that in, in, in itself is a travesty for this Raider fan. Yeah, we shouldn't be waiting for every single, you know, thing to happen going our way uh, in order to win a season. This is not a season to, for the playoffs. I don't want to hear any more playoffs, any of that crap, because that's not going to go down. This game is a prime example of, of reaching your highest limitations in a game and not even coming close to your limitations. In other words, the effort was there barely to beat a team that was on the ropes, still on the ropes. Jay Cutler looked like Dan Marino. And, um, well, it is what it is. Uh, We won the game, but it was a stretch. We won the game, but in the last few minutes, don't tell me you didn't think they were going to come back and beat us. Uh, This team is playing horribly. I don't know whether it's the move to Vegas, whatever it is, but they suck. They got the same talent. They got better talent. Uh, You know, we've gone through this already. We scathed. We barely got through Miami unscathed. And now, after the bye week, we head to Mexico City again. There'll be three of these games in a a sequence. And, And what that means to me, well, let me just end up saying... At the end of the Miami game, it was embarrassing for me. I don't know how you feel, but for me, I thought it was chumpy and stupid to have the locker room post-game victory speech when we just beat the Dolphins by three freaking points, and it wasn't a good game. It was a crappy game. Yeah, we won, but the last thing I want to see is a bunch of guys all giddy because we beat the Dolphins, man. The Dolphins. Yeah, well, I don't think they're much. They shouldn't be much in our book, but, man, you thought we won the Super Bowl. I think that was cheesy. I don't want to see any more of that. And if we win a game, we beat someone down hard that's worthy, yeah, let's have that that celebration. But, man, come on. You beat the Dolphins. Let's go and move on to the next game. And that is all I have to say about that. And I've been complaining about it all season long. The coaching carousel will certainly turn in Oakland. Where it turns, who knows. 
But here are a few coaches' names that are on the hot seat for 2017. Hugh Jack City. Yeah, that's right. Hugh Jackson in uh, Browns country could be out. Uh, he was a very good offensive coordinator. He would do a great job with Derek Carr. I think that would be a fabulous pickup for offensive coordinator myself. He's a little weird, but, man, we were putting up that football with horrible players when he was here. I think he'd really help things out. Ron Rivera's on the hot seat. Boy, there's a place we, we could probably use him as a coach. Doug Marone. Bill O'Brien as a defensive coordinator. You couldn't go wrong, man. Jay Gruden could be out of the Redskins. There's an offensive coordinator I would take. He's a, he's a smart guy. Uh, his brother, John, who's always dangling the mackerel, <laughs> always dangling the carrot for everyone, uh, but it is actually a mackerel because I don't think he's leaving the booth. Why would he? John Harbaugh is rumored to be on the outs with Baltimore. I think he would be a very good choice. Hell, for head coach, maybe. Uh, that's a coach that uh, has put together some Super Bowls, and I certainly think that uh, Del Rio and his rah-rah style, although I like him, is not getting it done. John Fox. Fox is the key word in John Fox. He's a foxy old dude. And he has some great tricks. And I think he would do a really good job as a coordinator. Todd Bowles from the Jets. Let's bring him in. Let's bring him in as a coordinator. Marvin Lewis. Those are just uh, the main head coaches that heads are on a, on a block. When they leave, all their assistants are going to leave. So that leaves a plethora or a shitload, however you want to say it, of coaching talent in the open market, if Veggie ain't looking right now for all those people and checking out all those resumes and being ready to pluck one of those guys out and stick him here in Oakland, then he is a gigantic a buffoon. He's an idiot because we all know we need coaching. I don't think Del Rio picked the right guys. I mean, listen, man, we got two rookies, offensive and defensive coordinators, and it shows. Let's move on from this carousel. Hey, listen, you pick a clown, expect the circus. I'm tired of the circus in Oakland. Let's get out of this coaching tree. Let's get into a solid coaching tree of our own, something that we can be proud of, something that can put these young men in a position to win a freaking football game convincingly because that is what we're lacking and that is all i have to say about that raiders travel to mexico city wow they're going to another game in mexico what a surprise give me a freaking break Again, Mark Davis, chump of chumps in the NFL League office, allows his team to be shuffled to Mexico for a prime game that should be in the face of the Raider Nation in Oakland. I can't tell you how freaking pissed off I am about this shitty decision. And I'll tell you the truth. The truth is, Mark Davis bent over open wide, and whatever the NFL wants, he got a stadium. He doesn't care what happens to him. He doesn't care what happens to anything else. He got a stadium, so screw the fans here in Oakland. They're not going to be his fans anymore. Move those games in Mexico. What the hell, man? We ain't got to worry about this fan base. That's what's going down. Whether you believe it or not, it's no controversy. It's no bullshit. Mark Davis, huge turd. Another one right in Oakland. For the fans there that think that he loves us or whatever, let me tell you right now, that game should have been done here. And if it was Al Davis, he would have had it done right here. This game 
is a great game. Should have been in front of the home crowd. Not the home crowd in Mexico. Not that there's anything wrong with it. Not that I love, people love traveling to Mexico. Good, go, have a vacation. You want to see the Raiders play? Come on home. It's a home game. It should be at the Coliseum. Totally pisses me off. And here's a couple other facts I'd like to throw out to the Raider Nation. Hey, the Patriots played and kicked the living shit out of the Broncos. A 41 to whatever it was. It was all garbage points. Brock Osweiler was running for his life. So they dismantled the Broncos in high altitude, which everyone all, you know, Collinsworth and all these other idiots. I can't stand Collinsworth. He was like the towel boy back in the day. Terrible, terrible. Ugh, I can't stand him. Anyway, when they talk about, oh, the Patriots have to play an altitude, they have trouble. What a load of shit. And then if you listen to Belichick, Oh, the Raiders have a good defense. Their offense is prolific. What a load of shit. Now, the Patriots stayed in Denver for the altitude. Boy, what a break that was. Denver, and then they get to play in Mexico. So they're set up. What about the Raiders? No. Raiders are going to go the night before. They know what on the field. Their 0-2 levels are going to hit the floor in the first half, and the rest of the team is going to hit the toilet in the second. Things have closed, Link. And, uh, you know, now the Raiders are reeling. They, they, they've won two of their last three. Mm-hmm. The Patriots are hot after their 2-2 two and two start, and they're starting to lock in. But the, the concept of playing this Raider home game in such an important game in Mexico City, and the Raiders were there last year. You know the elements there in Mexico City. It's going to be a day game and not a night game. It's right. an elevation. The Patriots just played in Denver at 5,280 feet, and now they're going to the Air Force Academy this week in right. Colorado Springs where the elevation is almost identical at 7,200-plus feet as it will be in Mexico City. So and the Raiders are going to fly in late. They're going in Saturday. Their theory is get there late. The Patriots are going to be there for a week and a half. How does that all change the way the game will go down on Sunday, do you think, Link? Well, I, I hope the Patriots are worn out. I hope they're out of breath because <laughs> they don't pay many high altitudes. But, I mean, hope and thinking and the, way, the reason why they're practicing the way they're doing are treating because they're, they're taking it seriously like that. So, in all honesty, the, the Raiders have the familiarity because they've been there, and now the Patriots are trying to get familiar with the settings, uh, and they're, they're doing it smart, in my opinion. Uh, the Raiders are going to have their hands full. Even though the Patriots have shown some, uh, some holes on defense, they seem to figure it out. Um, they're still the Patriots, and they still got an offense. So um, they do a lot of things that the Raiders have had trouble with in the past, especially defensively. Have trouble covering a slot receiver. Have trouble, you know, protecting the outside run. Have trouble co- covering a, a big tight end. All the Patriots have. So the defense is going to have their hands full. Offense is going to have to bring it. Offense is going to have to score. In my, in my opinion, at least thirty points. Uh, if not more, to, to beat this team. It is not going to be an easy task. Yeah, Link, I, I agree with you there. I think this game is on the offense, just like the season is on the Oakland Raiders offense. Low Neal, you watched that Patriots defense this past Sunday. What are they doing better than they did earlier in the year? Because remember the first four or five games, they were getting shredded. Last month of the season, the Patriots have buckled down. Belichick has that defense playing. So what can the Raiders do, Low Neal, to really uh, the score on this New England Patriots defense, a new and improved Patriots defense? Well, they're doing a lot of things great. Uh, first, they were blowing a lot of coverages early in the season. You saw New England struggle in coverages, guys letting guys run through zones and didn't know who to get. Who to get. Uh, you know, Patricia is going to get that team playing a lot better, and they have. But this is a game the Raiders has 10 days. They got 10 days to prepare and understand what's at stake here. This is this is a big game. This game, the Raiders need this game more than New England needs this game. And you know what? Each man to himself, understand what's at stake here. If you want to beat the champ, you got to beat the champ. And they're here. New England understands. Everyone knows who New England is. They understand the way they play. They understand Belichick's a smart coach. They understand Tom Brady, if you come after him, he's going to find that empty zone where you're going to blitz, and he's going to find that hole, and he's going to extort. He's going to come at you. So they have to sit, and they have to tackle. The Raiders are going to have to tackle. you got to sit back, and you got to say, when they catch it, we have to tackle. We can't have... we. Can't can't give up big plays.
plays. You can't give up those big plays, 20 yards plus. You can't do it. You got to sit there and offensively, you got to throw the ball. You got to take your shots, but you got to be balanced. You got to have a heavy dose of Marshawn Lynch. This offensive line, to me, they're going to have to get that game ball because they are going to be critical in this game to continue to move the ball, get Carr in third and three or less. And I think that's how that's the only way that this team is going to win because if you get him third and 10 or third and more than that, it's going to be hard to convert. So I really believe offensive line is going to be big here and defense got to tackle. Uh, a lot of concerns here, Link, especially with Gary and Conley going down. I think we were somewhat hopeful he'd be able to play at some point this year, but he's just not been able to heal. Uh, Bowman is going to you know, have to match up with some of these backs. Can you play exclusively zone in the middle? How do you do this? How, how do you slow down all these running backs and tight ends on top of the speed they have at wide receiver because they didn't want to challenge Denver on the outside, but they, they clearly can, can challenge the Raider corners on Sunday, Link. Yeah, well, that, that's that's the thing that we, we knew coming into this game and a lot of other games were going to be the issue. If you have a truly accurate quarterback, which Tom Brady is, in, especially in this offense, um, he's going to pick you apart. So the thing is you have to generate pressure or get pressure or get to him, get him razzled. You know, it's it's not as effective coming outside in for like guys for like Khalil Mack or Bruce Irvin because uh, Brady is good at pushing the pocket. You have to do it internally, and that was one of the reasons why you know the Raiders needed a defensive tackle in order to get that push, an uh, internal push, and get him off his spot, get him uncomfortable. But Tom Brady is a system quarterback that picks apart defenses because he has a pre-snap read. He knows where he's going before the ball even touches his hands. The Raiders have to do a good job of disguising whatever they're going to do and not showing their hand because then if not, it's going to be a very long day. This game is going to be <laughs> it's going to be the typical Patriot game. We'll see, but I, I have very little hope uh, in the Raiders organization. I have hope in the players, but the coaching, I they're going to be out coached uh, eight ways from Sunday. You're going to see it. The mismatches are going to be so gross. You know, Del Rio, Del Rio and company haven't been prepared for any other coaching staff. What leads me to believe they'll be prepared for Patriots? Uh, nothing. Um, they did very well against the Chiefs at home. That was a great game. I have to give them that. Uh, but let me tell you, man, this is not the same uh, in any way, shape, or form. And, you know, the, the cheating goes on. Cheating goes on. If you didn't know this, this is a great little thing because it kind of went through the news and nobody paid much attention. But Bennett, tight end, played for the Green Bay Packers, uh, a prolific player, a great a Pro Bowl player, said that he was going to have shoulder surgery to Green Bay. Green Bay says, okay, well, you're going to be out for their season. Yeah, I'm going to have a surgery done. I said, okay, so they cut him. And lo and behold, the very next day, if it took that long, the Patriots claims him off waivers, and then he plays football the very next day. No mention of surgery, no obvious injury. Anybody with a rotator cuff would not catch six balls for 85 yards in a football game. That was horse crap. That was cheating, and nobody is saying a word about it. I'm saying a word about it. Because we didn't get a chance to get that player. That was total bullshit. And the Patriots once again slither in and pick up a needed player. Unbelievable. Everybody wants a ring. So they're going to the Patriots. Everybody wants a ring. They're sneaking into the Patriots. I'm freaking sick of it. One thing Denver did do, Link, was run the ball at them and new yeah. england uh you know he belichick is fundamentally sound he knows how to play his fronts he will vary the front guys will be walking around do you feel that the raiders can run the football and run power at this front and push this defensive line back on sunday link i do i do they have to block the box i i i I think that helps them set up downfield passing, running the ball effectively between the tackles. That's why, you know, the, the point was made earlier. Um, offensive line, low set it. The offensive line it comes down to these guys every week. It's going to be on these guys big time this time because they have to control the clock. They have to keep it away from New England. So you have to try to take a page out of what Kansas City was able to do in the first game of the season, even though they're a different team now. Don't get me wrong. Um, but you have to take a sort of a, a page out of their book and try to run the ball down their throats. 
Laura, do you see the Raiders being able to do that? And how, how heavily do you lean on that? I mean, I think there's some matchups you can you can go at Malcolm Butler a little bit. You can go at their their slot corner, whether it's Patrick Chung or whether they bring Jonathan Jones down. But the one area where I think Denver still was able to control the game and you want to limit Brady's reps on offense, do you think this is more of a Marshawn Lynch offensive line game than a Derek and Amari Cooper game on Sunday, Lowe? I, I really- Go ahead, Lo. I'm sorry. No, no, I, I'm with you in, in the same wheelhouse, Link. I really believe that if they don't get over 100 yard rushing, they won't win this game. You just can't play basketball in the grass and win against New England because Tom Brady's just too prolific. He's too good. He's got too many weapons. He's too smart. He understands that. So you got to make play keep away. You got to put the pressure on those guys and make them get desperate. So if you can ball control and use Marshawn Lynch, and I really believe this offensive line is going to pack their big boy pads, and they know they got to create a not new line of scrimmage. Without a doubt, you don't think Jack this whole week saying, guys, this game is going to be won and lost in the trenches. That's what's, that's a cliche, but I'm telling you, this week is going to be more important because if you get down by 14 and now you let New England go ahead and just play their man-to-man and the coverages they can do on defense, it's going to be tough to come back from that. So this Raider team, they have to get off the plane and get off the bus, and they have to start fast. And you got to punch guys in the mouth, run in the power, some play action, bootlegs. you got to boot car this week. You have to. you got to get him outside. you got to get Marshawn hitting those edges, getting those guys hitting the edges, and every now and then some boots to keep them honest. You have to do that this week. Look for them to do it often and early. We're six and a half underdogs, probably be seven and a half by the time all is said and done. Very few people betting on the Raiders. Uh, well, for obvious reasons. So we'll see how the game goes. I'm not having a lot of promise in it, but uh, I'm still pissed off that it's in Mexico. That's some bullshit. That's Mark Davis. You are a complete pussy. I can't believe how you're just treating these fans on the last couple of years they're going to be here. Oh, yeah, the Raiders broke ground on their new monstrosity there in Las Vegas. Everyone was giddy. Uh, I thought it was a little shitty. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, I can tell you now because I've been saying everything on Facebook, I'm done this year. This is it. It's my last year as, as a Raider season ticket holder. I'm finished. Uh, I'm going to leave them before they leave us. i got to buy a new fishing boat, I think. Something else to do, I think. Uh, I'll record the games. I'm always a Raider fan, but uh, they have got the last dollar of Raider Greg. I am finished. Uh, the buffoonery, I can't take it anymore. Uh, it's just too much to deal with. I just don't think that they're putting the effort in that the fans are, actually. So, I'm out. <laughs> As of this season. So, if you want to see... See me, uh, Randy's coming to a game. This will be last chance because I am out of this program and I'm going to be watching Raiders on TV. Probably going to have to pay some ridiculous price. Who cares? They're my team. What are you going to do? So good luck in Mexico, Mark Davis, uh, UPOS. And that's about all I have to say about that. All right, Raider Nation, let's get into a DeBone, DeBone line, DeBoney line, <laughs> where you can voice your opinion, frustrations, whatever. You can let it on out because I let it on out for sure. 1-800-620-7181, 1-800-620-7181. Uh, we're going to be wrapping this show up here in the next few months. Uh, get on this show. It is the longest running professional sports podcast in history you can be proud of that we're proud of it uh you should be proud of it because the raiders again uh raider nation stands up huge i think that's a great honor for randy and i the longest running professional sports podcast there is bar none that is awesome and i gotta thank my fans uh randy and i certainly thank you guys for making it so All right, who's the first on the bony line? And our first caller is Raider Rob from Maryland. What is going on, my good East Coast brother? Hey, Raider Greg, it's Raider Rob from Maryland. I haven't called in this year yet. I just want to say thank you for keeping the pod going. I really appreciate it. You know what, man? I saw this shit coming beginning of the year. I went to West Virginia University, and I love Carl Joseph. Why in the f*** is a five foot ten dude covering like six foot five tight ends, man? 
And think about that shit for a second. You know, that's retarded. And another thing that really bothers me is this offensive line. I mean, Penn holds out, gets paid, and now he plays like a little bitch. Well, my brother, I totally agree with you about Donald Penn. He was not a guy I would have paid. I said that on my show. They should have dropped him like a hot tamale, and that should have been the end of it. He is finished. He is done. He's being paid for nothing. Cut him now. Get rid of his pay paycheck and move somebody else in there. We have no reason not to. At least shake up the offensive line because they're playing like crap. They need to know that their jobs are on the line as well, for sure. And Reggie, who I call Veggie. Veggie McKenzie hasn't picked a decent defensive back since he's walked into the freaking room. He blows at picking players. Luckily, Mac fell into his lap, Carr fell into his lap, and so did Cooper because they were all pretty high picks. So I got nothing to say. I think our general manager sucks as well. Thanks for the call. And our next caller, Raider Trip, the RVA Raider. He is in the house. What do you have for us, my brother? Raider Greg, Raider Randy. This is Raider Trip, a.k.a. the RVA Raider, calling you from Miami immediately following the game. Happy to say that we were not embarrassed tonight. Very happy with the win. I got to tell you, man, uh, living on the East Coast, I travel to a lot of games. This is my ninth game going to. Only the second win I've ever seen. So, definitely a happy occasion for me. Obviously, we got a long road home, but hey, I'm just here in Miami enjoying the night. You can hear the music going on in the background. I tell you, they sure know how to tailgate down here. So, anyways, that's all from me, the RVA Raider. Raider Nation, Raider Randy, Raider Gag. All I got is one thing to say. Raiders! What's well, great when you go to a game, an away game, and the crowd's awesome, and the Miami crowd is awesome because there's a lot of great fans on the East that go down there. It's always a party. It's a great place to see a game. However, they played like crap, bro. I'm glad they won, uh, but they did play like crap. Uh, and see, there you go. Your, your, your numbers speak louder than mine. Uh, you went to nine games. You've seen two victories. What more can I say? Uh, we got to get this fixed so you can go to nine games and see eight victories, bro. Thanks for the call, bro. And our next caller is my very good friend, Houston Raider Steve. Uh, recently lost his mother. Bummer. Anybody who has lost their mother understands the tragedy uh, and trauma that is involved with that. So prayers to you, Steve, for sure, brother. What do you got for us? Hello, Raider Nation. This is Houston Raider Steve. Man, what a great win uh, tonight against the Dolphins down in Miami. I know Crusader Raider Chris Smith and Randy and, and Raider Mike and uh, just so many people down there, Gorilla Rilla. And anyway, what a great win. Broncos lost. They got slaughtered uh, 44 to 9, I think it was. Chiefs lost to, by 11 points, 28 to 17 on the road in Dallas. And uh, Raiders in second place. We've got a chance for the wild card. Um, but Raider fan for life. Guys, my brothers and sisters in Christ. And I look forward to seeing you guys out at the games and stuff when I can. And uh, I'm out. The Raiders are back, baby. Well, it's good that we won. I don't know if we're back anywhere. Uh, condolences on your mother, bro. I can tell you're not very you know, enthused like you normally are in your calls. So like I said, prayers to you and your family for sure, brother. Uh, but there he is, Raider Nation to the core, a season ticket holder in Houston, Texas. Go figure. And our next caller is Raider VA Tech. He went to the game. Whoa! That's what I'm talking about. Raider Greg, Raider Randy, VA Tech, Raider Tech. Virginia, I met you at the campus. The time meeting, first time I ever been out there, Black Ocean, the good time. Oh man, that's how we're supposed to handle business like that. 
Raiders. Oh, my goodness. And that's all I got to say about that. I'm out. Raiders check this out again. Yeah, baby. He's a happy man. You got to love to have the W, but, man, what a struggle. Trust me. Last few minutes, <laughs> you were like me, not quite too sure. Uh, thanks for the phone call, brother. And our next caller is Raider Jim. He's calling from the East Coast. What you got for us, brother? Raider Greg, Raider Randy. This is Raider Jim calling from the East Coast. It is a winning Monday after the Raiders beat the Dolphins. So it is not as blue as last Monday, but have to be honest in assessing this game. It was nice to see Derek throw the ball down the field a few times. It's good pass protection. Still seems a little skittish to me. That one play where he spiked it in the dirt uh, seems a little scared. I'm still not understanding why they're not going to Amari across the middle, they did that one play, Amari across the middle, the same play they scored with the, uh, against the Chiefs on, but they've only done it one more time. Uh, Jared Cook obviously came up big last night. Good to see Derek finding him, if, if that's what the defense gave him. Our defense, though, I thought was, was horrible, terrible. Uh, I think the defense was uh, – they made Jay Cutler look like – you know, Tom Brady, uh, they just made him look great. Where's the pass rush? Uh, what's going on with, with Khalil? He got a few pressures at the end, but I don't know, man. Uh, I, think, I think that we've, we've, got the, we've got the same problems that we had last week against Buffalo. The difference in the game being we didn't turn the ball over four times, and when we did turn the ball over, we got it back once. And the other turnover was kind of like a punt. It really didn't matter late in the game, a long pass. I think the Raiders are just not a very good team right now. I'm happy to win. And, and, and you know, if they turn it around, if they go to Mexico City and beat the Patriots, you know, I might be seeing something different. But I see no signs that this team is any better than what I thought it was. So, you know, I hate to be a, a downer on a Monday after a win. Take the wins when we can get them, but I'm not too excited. So, did want to call the podcast. Because, man, I love your podcast. Greg, love what y'all do. Randy, appreciate it, man. It's a, it's a cool podcast. I, I like the way you approach the game, Greg. I like the way you, you talk about it and just kind of a – Laid back, fashion man. I like, I like your honesty, you know. And I appreciate the fact that you play the calls, and I like hearing the other calls too. Because I think I said this once before when I called, but you know, been a Raider fan for forty plus years, and uh, been living on the East Coast all that time as well. Not a whole lot of Raider fans around me, unless they're winning, of course. And then you got some bandwagoners, but. But I've been a Raider fan my, my whole life, and it's it's cool to be able to to feel more connected through the podcast. So keep it up, man. Keep up the good work. I'm gonna keep rooting for the Raiders. And if they turn this thing around, and they become a good team. Man, I'll be giving them credit, and cheering all the way. So anyway, Raider Nation, Raider Greg, Raider Randy, God bless y'all, and we'll talk to you soon. Well, first of all, that was very well put. I mean, uh, your concerns are all of our concerns, and we feel the same way about the season. And I know you've been a fan a long time, and I believe you said it before, that, uh, you know, this is how the Raiders play. This is how they win. Even when they were winning, winning, it was this way. It was a sketchy win and a dominant win and a sketchy win, and we strung a couple of those together and then won Super Bowl. Well, if that's the way it has to be, that's the way it has to be, but... Man, you sure do put the fans through some serious high blood pressure. <laughs> I'm not seeing it this year, so who knows? Uh, I just hope they get better. It's all you can do. I love the call, brother. Sounds perfect. 
And our next caller is from Bellingham, Washington. The 360 Raider. He is in the house. And good thing he's in the house because it's damn cold outside the house. <laughs> what is up, brother? What is going on, Raider Nation? Raider Greg, Raider Randy, 360 Raider checking in from Bellingham, Washington. A very cold and frigid Bellingham, Washington. Wow, how about those Raiders? Went to the beach and beat the fish, squished the fish. On our bye week, going on our bye week, and then uh, down Mexico Bay there playing uh, the Patriots. We're uh, below 500, 4 and 5. Um, I don't know, man. This is a Jekyll and Hyde team. You know, one week we, uh, we're great. The next week we're, we're not great. We beating the teams that we should we, we we shouldn't really be in and winning and then you know we're losing to the ones that we should be getting so we got that Jekyll and Hyde thing going on again but uh still uh still staying optimistic still staying uh positive uh I think we're gonna I think we're gonna be all right here on the back end uh right now uh KC lost and Denver got Smashed by the Eagles. I uh, loved watching that. Um, so you know, it was a good Sunday all the way around for us. Uh, we win, and then two of the division drop. So we're still in there. Uh, you know, going for a wild card at this point, unless something really strange happens. But uh, looking positive, looking good. Still excited. Still staying optimistic. Love the Raiders. Love the Raider Nation. And go Raiders. We're getting there, baby. We're getting there. I love it. I love the positive, bro. I got to tell you. Uh, you know, I'm I'm more on the realistic what the hell's going on side, but I love hearing fans that are still engaged and think we can make it to a uh, a wild card. Uh, you know, as far as I'm concerned, you guys know, I don't think we deserve a wild card. We got to play so much better. We have to be so much more dominant. We have to... We have to win games from the beginning to the end of the game. We can't buffoon our way or clown our way around the field uh, to the last second of the game. Anyway, if we go to the playoffs, that'd be great. I'm not seeing it. Uh, I'd love to see it, but I just don't see it, brother. But I'm glad there are fans out there who do. Uh, keeps us all uh, sane. <laughs> Thanks for the call, brother. And our next caller, my very good brother. Raider Chris from Scranton, PA. What you got for us, my brother? Raider Nation, Raider Greg, Raider Randy. This is Raider Chris, Scranton, PA. We're good now watching the, our boys play. And uh, even though we got the win, I'm still not sold on this team. Like, this this conservative play calling on offense, Downing has to go. He... He does not deserve to be anybody's offensive coordinator. The guy's a joke. And this secondary, they're, they're even a bigger joke. And I'm glad we won. Don't get me wrong. But there's a, there's just a lot going on here that if we don't fix this, we are going to get embarrassed against the Patriots in two weeks. We're just going to get embarrassed. But uh, it's good to see Marshawn with that ball. Reminded me of old beast mode. It really did. Uh, but these, these damn drops, I swear to God, I have no fingernails because I get so angry, I start biting at them, and it's just, it's getting old. It really is with, with Cooper. Uh, start calling Marty Dropper, not Cooper. And, and, and even Crabtree. Crabtree dropped a couple, too. Thank God for, for Cook showing up. But, yeah, man, I, like, don't get me wrong, I'm happy that we won. I really am because now I had a bet with a buddy who's got to wear a Raiders jersey because he is a Dolphins fan. So I will be sending you a picture, Greg, on Facebook. But, uh, yeah, this – I have a feeling Tom Brady's going to have a field day against this weak-ass secondary. I'm sorry for cursing. But, oh, my God, can we tackle somebody, please? Anybody. Even if it's Downing, tackle him. Yeah, this safe play calling ain't going to work. I'm not saying that the Patriots defense is all that great, but let's be honest. If Cutler did that to our secondary, can you imagine what Brady's going to do? 
So I'm nervous about that game. You know, we have a bye week coming up. You know, rest some bodies. And uh, get ready for the showdown. But uh, just wanted to call in, give my two cents. I know your line will be blowing up. So I'll let you guys at it. Raider Nation, I'm out like that fat girl in dodgeball. As usual, my brother, you call it just like I see it. That's exactly how I see Tom Brady just picking the living daylights out of the chicken carcass or the turkey carcass we're going to have out there because I just don't see it. I don't see any pressure on him. He's going to have all day to throw the ball. Our DBs are small. They have huge receivers. You know, (laughs) I just hope it's not too bad. That's all I can say. That's how I feel about this upcoming game. And this could be the statement game of the season, one way or another. Thanks for the call, brother. And our next caller is Kansas Raider. What you got for us, my brother? Hey, Raider Nation. This is Kansas Raider. Come in action. Well, we won finally. Happy, 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 happy. And the Chiefs lost too. And the Broncos got beat like Michael Jackson got beat by his daddy for doing the moonwalk wrong. Oh, God, it's a good day. Um, but I, I honestly didn't even call to talk about football. But I will say this. I love the Raider Nation fans. By far the greatest fan base ever. Well, I was on Facebook, and I decided to put my son's name or a picture on Facebook on one of the Raiders' uh, Facebook pages or something like that, and just said, um, wish my son a happy birthday. And literally, I got 1,000, 1.5K of likes, hearts, or comments. And I showed my son every last one of those comments. And, I mean, that made his day. Literally, I mean, the smile on his face. Because, I mean, he's a Raider fan and he's just, he he really didn't like football. But I put him in flag football for the first time and he was the Oakland Raiders. And um, more and more he just started liking football. Now he's a Raider fan. And that birthday greeting that everybody gave him was like the greatest thing ever. Like the dude just was really, really happy. And you know, that's just us. That's just it. Us Raiders fans are the greatest fans there is. I mean, we're a family. We, 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 we don't, I don't know how to explain it. I can see a Raider fan, don't know who he is, never talk to the guy, but see him walking down the street with a Raider hat on, and throw up Raider Nation and say Raider Nation or something like that, and be up here talking, having a good conversation. That's only Raiders. I'm in Indianapolis now. I've been living here for a while, and I'm telling you, man, Colts fans are not like that. I lived in Kansas City for the longest. Kansas City fans are not like that. They're close. I will say that. Kansas City Stadium is legit loud, like, their fan base inside the stadium is wow. But just to go anywhere else, man, you don't see no Chiefs fans anywhere. So, Raider Nation, if you gave my son Derek Kaya, we call him Derek, on Facebook, a, you know, happy birthday wishes or anything like that, likes or whatnot, hey, I appreciate it, man. You made me feel really, really good to be a Raider. And now I know my son feels good about being a Raider. So I thank you guys. We've got more games to win, and we're going to do it. Raider Nation, I am out. You know, I've said it before. I'll say it again. I totally agree. I think every fan does agree. I mean, I could be traveling. I could be in any country. I could be in any airport anywhere. And I see someone with a Raider hat or whatever. And it's like you're talking till you have to go. You're talking till either the, his old lady pulls him away or, or you know, whatever. But it is amazing how the Raider Nation is 
I must agree. There is no fan base quite like it, and uh, there never will be because there are 31 other teams in the NFL, and then there are the Oakland Raiders. Thanks for the call, brother. And our next caller is Johnny Utah. He's in the house. What's happening, brother? Raider Greg, Raider Randy, this is Johnny Utah. And uh, first off, just want to thank you guys very much for what you do. Love this podcast. Love Raider Nation. Um, I just, I guess I want to rant a little bit. I'm usually kind of a go-go positive guy, but man, I know we won, but we won against the rotten fish, the dolphins. I mean, and barely won. So yeah, it doesn't inspire a lot of confidence. And uh, I don't know. I don't see us for sure going to playoffs. I don't know if we're going to have a 500 season. Well, I don't know if there's much more to say. I mean, everybody else is going to go through the details, I'm sure. But just wanted to get that off my chest. Love you guys. I'm out. No, no, brother. You you, you, you said exactly what a lot of us are feeling and thinking. Even if they're not saying it, they're thinking it for sure. There's some issues on this team, and, you know, we'll just see how it plays out the rest of the year. Could be a lot of reasons. Could be they're moving. My wife thinks that's because they're moving. All the players have to move. There's a big change in the dynamic of the team when you're looking at making a big move that way. I mean, who knows, man? I don't know, but I know they're playing like crap, even though they won. Thanks for the call, brother. And our next caller, the happiest guy on the earth, I'm telling you, Nebraska Raiders, very positive dude. Love this guy. What's up, brother? Rich Greg, Red Randy, this is Nebraska Raider calling in, man. Hey, that uh, that game on Sunday night, I know, man, I know it, it was like the ending score was close, but we were up 20 to 9, 20 to 9 at the beginning or like at the end or the beginning of the fourth quarter. And so, I mean, I know it wasn't a pretty win because we let them get back into it, but. That was that was a good solid win against a good defensive team. I mean, shit, they got Indomitian Sue from Nebraska, and uh, the other guy, uh, ninety-one, on the uh, you know defensive end. So I mean, we were able to, you know, we just kept on pounding it and pounding it and pounding it, and a lot of those runs, you know, weren't going for a lot. But once the but once you know we just like warmed down. You know, the uh, uh, Marshawn Lynch broke off for a 20-yarder and broke off for a couple more and stuff like that. So, I mean, that's what we need to do, man. We just need to smash mouth football is what we need to do. And that opens up so many more options in the passing game. And Cook, Cook, oh, my goodness, Cook. Oh, my gosh. He had the game of his life. Like so many clutch plays on third downs and and everything like that, and especially at, I think it was a third play of the game down the sideline for thirty five yards. Damn, why can't Walford do that? You know, why can't uh, you know why can't some of these other tight ends or whatever do that? But anyway, so I, I know it's uh, you know we're we're what, four and five now, four and five. We're in the we're in second place now, so. And we got the tiebreaker over Kansas City. We just need to beat them a second time, which I will be there for that game, as you know, representing with Ritter Dan in Kansas City. Down there in the down there in at Arrowhead. Oh <laughs> So, um yeah, but no man, it was a it was a good game, man. And you know, the the only thing that would have made it been that would have made it been better is if we were wearing all black. But it's all good in the hood. So, hey, man, I, I just want to thank you and Randy for doing what you're doing. I want to thank the Raider Nation for calling in and supporting. Uh, shout out to, uh, shout out to uh, you know, everybody that was representing in, in Miami this past game because there was a lot of pepper in that sea of blue, that teal blue. So, but, um, you know, in D.C., keeping it real. And, hey, 
just let me throw this out there real quick. Um, it's, nobody knows about it. Uh, Derek Carr has his own page on YouTube where he does post-game, um, uh, he does like a post-game recap. And this last one, he did a post-game recap on Buffalo and uh, Miami because they were gone, you know, for or they were in uh, they were on the East Coast for the whole week. But check that shit out. Just type in Derek Carr channel or whatever, and it's it's pretty good stuff. You know, it's 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 a lot different than you know like the post-game press conference. You know, in front of a bunch of media, who's asking stupid ass questions. But uh, all right, guys, love what you do. Ready, Greg, Ready, Randy. Love you. Much love. And uh, this is Nebraska Raider, and I am out. Raider Nation, peace mode, baby. Get to him. Now, I love this guy's calls. He is always very positive, you know, but realistic. And trust me, man, if you can make it to a game there at Sparrowhead, I would certainly go. It's a beautiful place, great place to tailgate. The fans are killer. Uh, there's a lot of Raider fans there. If you can make it there, get there, because it is just a... It's a great time. I've been, and uh, they know how to treat the Raider Nation. So get on over there and represent. Um, boy, if we won that game, that would be a miracle of miracles, bro. But stranger things that happen, you never know. All right, brother. Thanks for the call. It's always good. And our next caller is the Crusader Raider. You know the music that has to go along with this, Randy. I write a great global end of this case, for so the way to call you from Orlando, Florida, just before we fly back to the UK later on this evening. Just wanted to say thanks, guys. Uh, awesome uh, four crusades this year, uh, over 50,000 air miles to come and see our Raiders and uh, other events throughout the year. Um, and they're heading back to, to England later on today. Raider Greg, I told you, you had to believe. You have to have confidence. You've got to believe, man. We need that positivity from you. Don't be like David Ude. You've got to be positive. Um, Randy, thanks for, for everything. As, as always, love listening to the, uh, the, the podcast. Had a great time tailgating in, in uh, Miami, uh, representing the nation. Big, big turnout there at uh, the Hard Rock. Uh, and, a, and a well-earned, if not uh, convincing, but a well-earned victory which keeps the season alive. Greg, you've got to believe. I told you that on the last uh, bone line message, and now you've got to take your forward into the next one. Hey, we've got a week off, so we can't lose next week. And then the week after, we're only playing the Patriots. So, happy days, 5-5 five and five in Mexico City. And then we're back in the, the hunt. I'll speak to you soon, guys. Crusader Raider, I'm out. He's always positive. He's always the at the height of positiveness. <laughs> My good friend Keith Smith, the Crusader Raider, who is laying it down every year to come and see our Raiders. A true great fan. Deserved to be in the Hall of Fame for sure. Uh, great guy. And, well, I have an opinion, and it's not always positive. <laughs> and that's the way it goes, my brother. I love your takes, though. It's good to keep it on a real plane uh, for all of us, brother. Hey, Raider Nation. Hey, Raider Greg. This is... Kansas Raider, a.k.a. Ghost Raider, coming at you. I'm not going to talk about football, really. I'm not even going to really talk about it. It's not even... It's our body, matter of fact. But me to being on online... Excuse me, I'm getting over a cold. But me being online and watching... Well, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, watching, watching what I see on the... On my on my TV on anything and Raider Nation are fighting with each other. I don't get it. I don't get it. I'm going on Facebook and I have a lot of pages that I, you know, follow. And we have Raiders saying one Raider's not a, fan, a real fan, and all each have jumped on board or even Raider fans that have been Raider fans for a while. Just jumping off ship. Yeah, I don't get it. I mean, and maybe it's because I'm not from Oakland. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's because I'm not from Oakland, so I really, really don't know what it feels like 
to be a Raider fan, an Oakland Raider fan. Maybe that's it. But at the same time, Raider Nation is that. It's a nation. It's not, it's bigger than just one city. It's bigger than one city. Anybody ask me, what, what's your team? The Raiders. I love Oakland, man. I mean, that's a hope that I get to see them play in Oakland. I pray and hope, hope, hope that one day I can see them <laughs> more than two years. I think they'll stay for another three. I'll get to watch them. But Raider Nation, we got to stop fighting up amongst each other. We are one. We are one. One nation. I see a Raider fan. I don't care who he is, black, white can't speak no English whatsoever, and Raiders, <laughs> and I don't, Raiders, I don't care if he's Mexican, Puerto Rican, Chinese, I'm an African American, white, I don't care, Raiders, and they look, Raiders, that's more than a city. Because those are my brothers and my sisters, no matter what. I'm dead serious. Like, I, I, that's how I feel. I don't see color. I don't see liberals, Republicans, Democrats, black, white. And I see that Raider hat on them or that Raider shirt on them, and that's my brother. I might have taken too much time. Raider Nation, let's stick together. We all we got. I mean, shoot, literally, we all we got. NFL definitely wish we weren't around. We all we got, man, so let's not talk bad amongst us. Sorry I've taken so long. I love y'all. Red Nation. One Nation. I'm out. Well, you know, I love your take because it's been going on for a long time. It'll probably go on for a long time because... Yes, the Raider fans here in Oakland are pissed off. They're pissed off for a lot of reasons. When you take a game away from us, you give it to Mexico, especially this game, you know what's happening. The owner's laying down for that. Uh, that's the, the things in the Coliseum are kind of changing a little bit. You know, They don't have souvenir cups anymore. The quality of the food is going. Everything is kind of slowly sinking into the West as they prepare to make a move to Vegas, which is fine. That's cool. I understand that. But, man, when you're from here, my whole, my whole family's grown up going to the Coliseum. They've all were little. Now they're all adults. Um, that's not just me. That's many, many, many generations of families that have been going there. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a kick in the teeth, honestly. And uh, that's okay because we understand it's the best for the team. But when you're talking about the Las Vegas fan, there's a lot of people that are Vegas fans. They could have been there later fans forever. There's a lot of smack that's going back and forth about, you know, Vegas and Oakland. I don't get it because I don't care. I mean, I don't care anymore. They're moving. I'm done. This is my last season right here. I'm not giving Mark Davis another dollar of my money. I'll wait till they're gone, and then I'll have to pay some exorbitant NFL charge to watch them on TV. That's how it's going to come down. So Mark's going to leave. And then kick us in the face on the way out with that charge for the TV rights here in the Bay Area. I can guarantee you that. But on another note, the fans shouldn't be up in arms against each other. There's a lot of punks saying a lot of garbage out there that don't understand and don't know the history. Uh, just be who you are, man. Don't worry about it. People are going to argue over stupid stuff. Happens every day. Let people argue over stupid stuff and let it go. Uh, who's a fan? Who's not a fan? Who's the judge of that? You know, the only people who judge that is yourself. You know, when I talk to a fan and say, oh, yeah, I'm a Raider fan, but my second team is, I stop them right there and say, well, then you're not a Raider fan, bro, because there's no second team in the Raider Nation. There's no second team that you like. That's it. You got one team. Your team doesn't make it. That's it. 
Uh, that's the kind of stuff that kind of irritates me. But, hey, man, it is what it is. We have to move on. It's a new generation, new stadium, new fan base. Everything's new. So us old guys here in Oakland, like I said, my decision is last year for me, I'm hanging it up. I'm leaving them before they leave me. And that's how I'm putting it. And that is it. Love the call. Love the passion. Don't let it bother you, bro. People will be who they are. Well, that's it for this edition of the Raider Nation podcast. I hope everyone who's going to Mexico traveled there. Be safe. Keep aware of what's happening around you. Have a great-ass time. I wish I was there, honestly. But I won't be. I'm kind of not going to go to those games. So that's my decision. Now, everyone be safe. I hope the Raiders kick the living daylights out of the Patriots. It would be epic. It would be a payback like no other because this is a payback game. I didn't want to get too much into it, but there's a lot of hanging for me personally after the Tuck game. I'm going to tell you right now, I've been waiting for this contest. And the fact that it's not in Oakland just pisses me the hell off. Uh, but it's our contest, supposed to be our home game. It would have been so much sweeter. Even if we had lost, it had been so much sweeter there at home in Oakland. And on that note, I am Raider Greg, and I am out. Oh.